Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for oh. school, where book clubs aren't just for women. And I want <laughs> And I Oh <laughs> And you I want to drink shame. these beers right now. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we're reading Bullet Train by Kotoro Isaka. And uh, starting with a beer. Oh, God. Two of the characters on this train, there's a whole bunch of fucking assassins on the train, and inexplicably, two of them are Lemon and Tangerine, and they never really talk about their girlfriend, but you think her name would be Clementine? (laughs) This is called Clementine. It's a white ale from Clown Shoes, which also describes a lot about this fucking dumb book. She's their darling. Oh, yeah. This is a white ale brewed with coriander... It actually doesn't say brewed with clementine, though. <laughs> Bizarre. It's more of a concept. <laughs> trying to like evoke the idea of a clementine. Yeah. <laughs> Which, what do you think about when you think about clementines, but not quite? <laughs> if you're not thinking about like, it's like Dippity Dog, or whoever the fuck was that, that always saying Deputy that? Dog, yeah. Or like Droopy? Or who, who fucking sang clementine? It was, Droopy was the dog involved. I don't remember if he did the singing. Uh, it doesn't matter. He wasn't much of a singer. He was chronically depressed. So, Nate, why the fuck did we read this? Because Nate was being a dickhead to us. (laughs) He really was, man. So, So. looking up uh, books that have um, film adaptations coming out. Oh, this beer is fine, by the way. (laughs) And this came up, and it's apparently, it's a movie, action movie, with Brad Pitt and other people. And I was like, oh, okay, that'll be different. And I was different. And I regretted it by page three. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen the picture of the the like the poster for the movie it looks like is it a train it looks like the kind of shit google it right now like look up the bullet train film wikipedia page and you see the the original teaser poster it looks like when you bought like a a 99 cent nintendo wii game like what the cover looks like with brad pitt on it no there's no brad pitt oh wait yeah i'm looking at that looks stupid oh is it the one it's like the, the the train steward lady next to the train the train car seat with blood on oh it. Oh God, that's it. That looks like it was like that's like clip art. Yeah, it looks yeah. like it's like weed tr- train. Yeah, but like but like a fake knockoff version, like wee with three e's. Also, <laughs> none of the characters in the movie, I imagine, are going to actually be Japanese because uh, the cast, the listed cast, is entirely white. No, there's a, there's a couple of... Andrew uh, Koji? There's a couple oh, of Japanese Hiro names on Yuki here. Sanada? Oh, okay. All, all Michael Shannon? Names. No, he's probably white. Michael Shannon is definitely not Japanese. <laughs> Karen Fukuhara? <laughs> Some of them are listed as Andrew Koji as Yuichi Kimura, comma, a Japanese assassin, <laughs> to distinguish from the other people, because Brad Pitt is listed as a seasoned assassin. Oh god! Looks like Which a guy who's he? gotten back from Peppered a fishing trip. <laughs> oh, he's killing the ladybug. Oh Jesus! He's okay. Nanao. He is Nanao. Yeah. Oh, well. They made a big change. They made Prince a girl. Unless that was a big reveal in the second half of the book. No, it was not. Do you want me to so cut that out too? That I didn't fucking read half the book. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. No, fuck it. I regret having read half of it. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway... I read 100% too much of this book, and I only read half of it. 
Well, you know, there's luckily you can pay forty dollars for the hardcover um, copy of the official companion to the film Bullet Train. It's like the art and making of the film, in case you wanted that, which would be a better read than this book because it's mostly pictures. So I was looking for a plot synopsis because I was while I was reading it because I was getting really confused between which character like which character was which. And I'm probably still going to confuse, like, which character did what. But I just happened to click on the top thing, which is from the NPR review, which, sta- which starts they with... liked it. Which starts with uh, the film critic, some film critic, wrote an influential essay called Trash, Art, and the Movies. In it, she championed the pleasure we take from movies with no artistic claims or pretensions. Yeah, that was this book, except I still could not take pleasure from it because it had no artistic claims or pretensions. Actually, that's not quite true. It was kind of going for something. It just failed miserably. The character of the prince did a lot of philosophical rambling. All right, so here's what happens. It's mostly about trains. one afternoon on on the bullet train in Japan, which is called... The Shinkansen. There you go. That's it. And, and serious question, though: If you shoot someone on the bullet train, <laughs> does the bullet just look like it's staying in place? <laughs> no, because that's not how momentum works. <laughs> what about less momentum? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't fucking know anything about how momentum works, but I don't think the bullet train goes that fast. <laughs> it doesn't. It's not approaching the speed of light. It's merely faster than trains we have here in America. Yeah, because our trains travel at the, at the speed that is comfortable for a bunch of hobos to live on, if you live in New York at least. Yes. So, uh, and we okay. have signal problems at every stop. Oh my God, I was on the train. Like, what the fuck is that? Last week, and there were signal problems. We sat fucking for half an hour between stations not moving. People clapped when it started to inch along. Like, <laughs> like you know, when you, when you know when a plane, you when the, when the plane lands and people applaud <laughs> we the survived. pilot. This, people clapped when it started moving in. Anyway, okay. So I just, uh, my friend was on the train once and they got stuck in the tunnel for like 20 minutes. And they were like, the conductor came on eventually just like, hey, everybody, we're going to start moving again. Just want you to know it was a cat on the tracks. Just a cat. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I would like love he does, that. He to wanted to just run that cat over and be like, fuck it, no one's going to know or care. Maybe you would. It's like train guards going, and then you'd hear it. That'd be. I think if, it, it, if you do it on like the third rail, the cat would explode and the smell would really bother everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like burnt pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they never said that in this book. So Nate, Opportunity just, lost. Just, okay, just, so. just humor me because I'm, I'm fucking retarded when it comes to physics. The bullet train goes at like up to 200 miles per hour. Yeah. That's fast. That's not as fast as a bullet. I understand that much. <laughs> but if you shoot it and the bullet is going <laughs> faster. Okay, bullets go quite a bit faster than that for one thing. Like 205 <laughs> miles per hour? Way more than that. What if you put the train inside of a cannon? <laughs> And the cannon <laughs> shot the bullet train. <laughs> or it has a really big gun, so the bullet train was a bullet. Okay, so here's what happens in the book. The book what if is your about gun shot trains. 
The book is about... Into your head so you didn't read this book. <laughs> takes place on a bullet train, and it's all assassins. Like, almost everyone on the train is an assassin or at least a psychopath. So, you get a bunch of... you. Uh, you it's like from many different characters' point of view, and they're each assassins. And they're all bad. And they're all pretty bad at it, yeah. <laughs> I think Incompetent. the first one you find out about is Kimura who is yeah. an alcoholic and he is there no to, judgment <laughs> <laughs> he is there to kill the kid that pushed his son off a roof his son is dead in the ho- merely in the hospital and very very uh unwell which will play uh, a big part in the plot he's there to uh, to kill the kid so he's got like a gun in a paper bag that gun will play an important role later. And he gets on the train in Tokyo. Then you meet... He's not even a hired assassin. He is he just... is an assassin. Just, he was not like hired moon, for is, this This is, job. This is pro bono, like, assassination. Like, he's just... This is side work for no, him. Well, it's not pro bono, because it's his thing. Like, it's pro boner. He's his own... He gets off on it. He contracted with himself for this oh, one. Oh, shit. There the kid go. that pushed his free. kid didn't know about his son's terrible falling allergy when he did it. <laughs> Actually, I think he did. That was the point. Anyway, because you <laughs> end up meeting the kid who's just called the prince. the prince almost the entire time. Who smacks people whenever they talk and make jokes about his wife's hair. <laughs> He's the fresh prince. Oh, I thought I was going for a, like a prince reference. I didn't get it. Oh, no. He, okay, he does I'll drive a, a little that prince, He does... <laughs> Have a fentanyl addiction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then you also meet... this train like it's 1999. You also meet Nanao, the character... When? <laughs> who is an assassin. He's only real uh, character he's trait Mr. is that Magoo he's... Mr. Magoo of assassins. He's very unlucky. <laughs> He's the mush of, uh, if you've seen a Bronx tale, like everything he does is bad. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> he's very unlucky. Uh, he's going to be played by Brad Pitt in the movie, I believe. Um, Brad Pitt. He's pays. also nicknamed the Ladybug. Yeah. So this, and he basically is on, on and off throughout the book talking to his dispatcher named Maria. Mrs. Bird. <laughs> named Maria. And then you meet the last two assassins, which are not twins, but look very much alike, and are, and are named Lemon and Tangerine. And my beer is not Lemon or Tangerine, but it's kind of close. It is called Orange Puffs, Sour Ale with Blood Orange and Vanilla Bean. Oh, there's blood in this book. And Tangerine's an orange. Orange-like. It's, it's, it's as close as Clementine, so it's a shitty orange. <laughs> Maria Beetle was is the actual title of the book in Japanese, by the way. It's called Maria Beetle? Yeah. Why? I don't fucking know. She's the fifth Beetle. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, this, Japanese for Maria? This sour <laughs> ale is quite tart. <laughs> and it apparently is 6% alcohol. Yeah, it is quite tart. And then... I guess it tastes a little bit orange, but it tastes kind of like artificial orange. I'm pretty sure they just dumped 
Kool-Aid mix into that beer. Are, hmm. are, did they just put the cheesy puffs in it? There's no little, cheese in this beer, oh, I believe. They're orange. It's, they don't taste it's like cheese. Just, it's, just, it's just orange Kool-Aid mix, but they didn't add extra sugar to it. Is that it really is kind of what it tastes like, yeah. That, I've never that, had that orange Kool-Aid. Nails it. Sunny D mix. Powdered Sunny D. Tang. Well, it tastes yeah. a little bit more real than Tang. Not as not as uh, space-like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. More earthbound. <laughs> One small sip for man. <laughs> so, lemon and tangerine. Uh, tangerine's the smart one, and lemon is the one obsessed with Thomas the Tank Engine. I checked this. Literally every chapter... From Lemon's perspective, he talks about Thomas the Tank Engine. Every single one. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was glad when, spoilers, he dies, but then they keep talking they about still Thomas the back. Tank Engine after that. Still brought it back even after he was dead. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that was four. So that's four assassins and the prince, who I guess is also an assassin, but not quite. He's just an asshole. He's more of an amateur enthusiast there's also the wolf who dies very quickly but he was also an assassin and so that's six assassins and the hornet then the hornet which spoiler is actually two people so that's eight assassins which they do say that right away they said said, it might be two people people, or it might not be any people it might be a bug and then then at the end when the assassin grandparents get on Yes, that really <laughs> happened, Mike. I'm not even kidding. The assassin, I you could say anything the assassin grandparents get on. I think that makes ten assassins. Yeah, on one. Jimmy train. and I were saying this before recording. This is basically smoking aces on a train. If you've seen that movie, which I think was a comic book or something, uh, I want to say something like that. Yeah, or a graphic novel at least. But also not very good, but better than this. Over yeah, oh, really overhyped, and you, I was like, oh, that was uh, that was something. It might not actually have been a comic book. It certainly felt like one. Yeah, it was just this has less Van Wilder in it. I'm trying to think if there's another assassin on this train, but I think ten is the number. Is Though it might have been eleven, because you're unsure about one or two of them at the end. Yeah, and so every every character you meet, even the people who are walking around on the train, they are also assassins. There's one guy who you're not sure. Is that it's the food never guy? really. The what? The fucking guy who's obsessed with has like all the food magazines. Yes, the exam instructor. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, Kimura is on the train to kill the prince. Now, the prince is a fourteen-year-old kid who is just a sociopath in like real torturing and murdering people, and he, through his knowledge of Psych One Hundred and One. <laughs> <laughs> And People have needs and interests, and if I can give them that thing they want, they'll do what I want. I realize this. Like that's the kind of it's he like, goes and I read a book on speeches. Rwanda, and I realized you could just murder people. And I Rwanda kill people sometimes. <laughs> so and he's he there, and he has somehow figured out that Kimura is going to get on the train to kill him. I don't. Do not remember because how that he happened. he planted evidence around town that he was going to be on the train so that Kimura would get on the train to get him. So he laid a trap through his social engineering skills. 
by convincing some dude to hang around the hospital where his kid is and to call him periodically and that if the phone rings 10 times without being picked up to just uh, to call print the prince on his cell phone and if the phone rings more than 10 times i guess they didn't have voicemail in japan at the time uh if the phone rings more than 10 times you just go and kill the kid or mess with this when did this write when did they write this was it recent 10 yeah 10 okay you would think the japanese had voicemail at that point but and text messages they didn't they didn't have text messages (laughs) i guess not yeah so, because there was a lot of calling on the phones in no, like, hey, just text me when you get there. Could have said, could have changed the whole book. Um, so, they're there. Now, at the same time on the train is Lemon and Tangerine, the assassins who are there to rescue, like, some, the kid of the Godfather. They had already rescued. Right. They had him. rescued him. And they have a suitcase full of money, which is what it was actually supposed to be for the ransom, but they have both. And so they have the kid. So this is a different kid. They have the kid on the train, but he, like, basically just drops dead almost on, like, chapter two. And it's not really explained how till very much later what happened to him. And the suitcase with all the money disappears so lemon and tangerine stupid guy leaves it in the like leave your luggage here section instead of holding it next to him you know and it's the suitcase with two million dollars in cash in it and he just like that's such a such a percy thing to do (laughs) percy being the locomotive stupid fucking train the lemon talks about all the time and then now is on the train because he's been contracted to get on at Tokyo, steal the suitcase with all the money, and get off at the first stop. But, of course, that doesn't work because he has very bad luck. Because when he tries to get off, he gets attacked by the wolf. Ow! That's right. <laughs> Who then, there's a lengthy explanation of how he, like, kicked the wolf in the head. <laughs> Or something, because the wolf was a total asshole. The wolf was like a guy who who only killed like little kids because he's bad at it or something. And it was like that guy's a real dick bag. And it was like, oh, should I fight him? I guess I have to fight him. And then they fight, and then he accidentally breaks the wolf's neck, which is well, they, the first in a series of true lies like instances where he just snaps necks indiscriminately. Well, he it's it is a little it's a explain bit. a little bit more because you know, there's the whole backstory and like the guy he's about to get off and then that guy's like at the door and he's like hey it's the big bad wolf or whatever he says and then he forces Blow me himself down into the and uh let me in little pig and then he gets into the train car and then they're struggling and it kind of goes back and forth and now grabs him in the headlock and he's like I do know how to break this guy's neck, and I could do it like really easily because I'm so good at it. And then the train jerks because it, you know, <laughs> hits a bump, and he's like, "Oh, whoops! <laughs> hey, 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 Wolf, get up! It's okay now. Oh shit, his neck! Oh, that's not a normal bend. Oh god! Oh, I pooped himself too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of dead bodies just like lying around on the train. And they the, stuff them all in the bathroom, and you have to wonder, how big are these train bathrooms? They're just like matrushka full of dead Japanese men. <laughs> who somehow haven't yet shit themselves. Oh, they did. That's why I put them in the bathroom. Have, if you, if you walk by a train bathroom and you, you smell a lot of shit, you wouldn't think, automatically, must be full of dead bodies. You think, oh, God, it smells like a train bathroom. <laughs> in America. 
Yeah. I've never been on the Shinkansen, but I'm sure it's immaculate because it's really expensive to ride. So I'm sure they don't just let just homeless people shit all over the floor in there. Or drunk people shit all over the floor. Or regular people. <laughs> any people. Or people in any state of inebriation. But there is a car where you can just go jerk off onto things. That's in Japan, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. It's required. That's first class. Jerk off onto poor people. <laughs> no, that's in America. <laughs> no, and the Japanese one's onto the dead. It's onto the dead people. <laughs> or a squid. There's a squid on top of a dead guy. So. And a whole tray of oysters that you eat afterwards. <laughs> So that now, was if you're the... jerking off on a bullet train, <laughs> <laughs> does the momentum affect it? See, it's a lot slower than a real bullet, Nate. So use your science now. <laughs> no, now. Okay, so that was. The... Oh, how old is the guy that's coming? Because that, that's going to affect the speed. <laughs> so that was the setup for the plot, and most of the rest of it. It's pretty much like, yeah, it gets resolved. The end. That's all we really need to say. Because it was pretty stupid. I mean, there are a lot of things that happen. Okay, so... necessary amount of backstory first, between yeah. Prince and Kimura, where he's like, he keeps coming across these horde of children in various places in their town, where it's like, oh, let's beat this dog to death. Or like, let's <laughs> pee on a window. It's like, oh, the prince is going to get us. Like, who's the prince? <laughs> And he just keeps coming across these, like, band of children. It's like, please help us. The prince is going to kill my mom if I don't, like, hit the other guy with the face with a bat. It's like, oh, that sounds fucked up, kid. But I'm a drunk. Sorry. <laughs> At one point, he walks by, and they're like, it's the four goons that work with the prince. And they're, three of them are beating up the, the fourth guy. And they're like, we're going to electroshock you because you made a mistake, and we're all going to get punished by the prince. Because that kid we've been bullying killed himself, and it's your fault. And, and they were beating him up because old. he was upset they were going to shock his dog to death. And they overhear this. Uh, Kimura overhears this and is like, wow, you kids, that's pretty fucked up. That's wild. How did you do that? Meanwhile, his like six-year-old kid is there, and he's like, hold on, son, one second. Let me go, let me go taunt these 14-year-olds for a minute. And in the middle, he doesn't even know he's doing it. He's opening his flask and drinking from it. <laughs> he's like lecturing these kids. Get yourselves straight with Jesus, kids. He's <laughs> just pounding brandy. Yeah. It's, it's hot. And mess. that's why the prince decides to push his son off a roof. Because the prince has killed a bunch of people. And one way he may have killed someone is by coughing in the face of a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember it's like, like gleefully recounting coughing on babies and then <laughs> He's like, bumping into someone and making them spill their wife's ashes in the street. <laughs> He's like, whoops, I'm a little kid. Sorry. Oh, sorry, mister. <laughs> you, got, you got dirt on you, some schmutz on your shirt now. <laughs> but he coughs on a baby. <laughs> I don't know. That baby may not have been vaccinated. It may have died. <laughs> Good thing I took a trip through Ellis Island and got tuberculosis before I coughed on that baby. <laughs> so the first, first, I want to say third of the book is like you learn some backstory about the different people. And then it's mainly like the hunt 
for the suitcase that is like disappeared because one guy took it and then another person took it and and it's hiding the body, the first body of the, the wolf. wolf. And like that happens for a while and then it's the prince argues with Kimura a bunch and keeps asking like why is it bad to kill people? Uh-huh. And then there's no such thing as bad or good. It's just what gives you a boner. It's <laughs> <laughs> basically what he says. And then I like the part where the 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 two bad guys, the, the two the two bad fruits are. Um, <laughs> every chapter of theirs was called fruit, <laughs> and so they're 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 bringing sure. the de- they're bringing they're sitting there on the train with the dead kid to bring him back to his mob boss dad. And he's dead, and they're like, we're fucked, we got to figure this out. And then they talk to someone on the phone, and then they sound shady because they're both stupid. And they're like, he's going to send someone to look at us from the train platform next station to make sure everything's okay. And they see the guy, and the dumb one decides to like pick up the kid's dead arm and wave it, <laughs> like weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> it's like, they'll never notice this. <laughs> Is like bro, is like dead neck, like sags. Like, no, oh, I think the guy saw that this kid didn't look okay. <laughs> and then, sorry, that's such a that's such an Oliver thing to do. And then at one point, okay, and then they eventually figure out that after the a, kid steals the bag, after a bunch of back and forth, yeah, the kid still steals the bag out of after one person stole it, but then he stole it. And then it's kind of just like hiding somewhere. And his grand plan is to have Kimura just try all the combinations of the lock while sitting in the shitter to see if he can open it. And it <laughs> well, works. He's like, well, rightfully so. He's like, there's only 10,000 combinations. And you can do like one a second. Yep, you'll get there in a few hours. Like it's and if you pragmatic. have to take a shit, you're already there. <laughs> if you have to wipe, it's going to slow down your time, though. Probably. <laughs> yes, I don't believe in wiping. <laughs> Not on the shit can send. <laughs> that's what that's really all about. He's just hiding in the shitter, solving the mystery. <laughs> the shit can send. No? Yeah. There's also another character that comes up, and I fucking only read half the book, but I fucking knew right away this character mattered more. Is the lady pushing the trolley full of shit. The, the, the snack the lady. Drink cart woman. Drink. I think she had snacks. She has yeah. snacks. She's basically a stewardess, but for the train. And uh, wouldn't you say that that's kind of like a being a pastry pusher? <laughs> Depends. I'm going to say it. This is pastry pusher from Garvey's Point, which is in Long Island. In uh, oh, fuck part of Long Island. Named after Marcus Garvey. Yeah, Marcus Garvey's Point. And they, I went in there and they're like, whoa, what are you doing, white guy? Um... It's from, uh, oh, it's from the, the famous scotch-producing area of Long Island, Glen Cove. Uh, this is <laughs> Spelled with an inexplicable number of G's and H's. There should be a fucking Long Island distillery that makes a scotch called Glen Cove. <laughs> That'd be hysterical. So Glen Cove is a town in Long Island where Garvey's Point is. And it's uh, it's Pastry Pusher Imperial Stout, which is with banana, walnuts, vanilla, and lactose, and it's 9% alcohol. That's that's pretty good. Walnut? Mm, Not a great flavor in a beer, it turns out. Better than D's. 
It's better than D's <laughs> for sure. Uh, also better than Do's. But the walnuts, it ends up tasting more like like that filmy cling wrapping that comes on the walnut. You know, like the uh, you know, like the, you peel off, like you peel off a peanut or like that kind of like skin oh, on the like the nut paper. Yeah, the nut paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? I'm not imagining that that is a thing. Yeah, yeah. It tastes I like just I don't that. know what that tastes like, though, I guess. It's just concentrated oil and dry grossness. Okay. Banana chocolate, though, and lactose can't go wrong. So, uh, thanks, Garvey's Point. We should say, by the way, these beers are brought to us by our supporters over at Patreon, which we got a new one this this week. Thank you, cool It's a person. new old one. We got it. Well, we got someone returned. They left, and they were like, "Something's missing in my life." And they came back. I think they left again. They can't. They can't. They can't quit for long. <laughs> this isn't coming out. This isn't coming out until July anyway. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, a new, no, there was a new person last week because I was email, I was messaging them, messaging them while I was at Garvey's Point. It's like, hey, friend, um, if you want to support the podcast, I'm you can spending your Patreon. money now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. So anyway, if you want to support the podcast, you could head over to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club, where you can support the podcast. And in exchange for your real money, you can get access to exclusive content, early access to new episodes, vote in a monthly book poll, get shouted out, get stuff mailed to you when I remember to do it, which I don't always remember. So sorry. And, and all sorts of other shit. Sell it, discount, <laughs> discount on our merch store. Access that ridiculous bloopers reel that Nate just edited months ago. Oh, yeah. Which I, I, I laughed. It was really funny. <laughs> and it was 80% about farts. So it was. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And 20% about poops. <laughs> <laughs> the rest is poop. So if you want to do that, head over to patreon.com slash drunk as a book club. And if that's not your thing, you could also support the podcast just by, you know, leaving us a review or telling someone to listen to it. Or, or telling someone who doesn't like it that they're wrong. You could do that too. <laughs> Anything will help. Back to this book. Please so don't. about halfway through, you... F- That's where I stopped. <laughs> you find out that, or that Lemon and Tangerine are like, hmm, how did that kid die exactly? That, and they finally just kind of realize out of the blue, maybe he was poisoned and oh wait, wasn't there? An, isn't there another assassin in Japan named the Hornet? Except we don't even know if it's one or two people. I was like, the Hornet. He must have been poisoned. Oh my god! Wait a minute. And yet there's a picture in the coat of what was it? The wolf? Yeah. Basically, they have to have a picture of who the assassin is, and like, huh. Who is that lady? It's a lady. That's so... Who is... Oh, my God. It's the snack cart lady. And so then Kimura... No, not Kimura. The other one. Nanao. Nanao literally has a fight with the snack cart lady. And she's got her, like, poison needles out. And then she stabs him with the poison needle. But he's somehow able to make it so that she stabs herself with the poison needle. He he pulls it out and stabs her back. There you go. Stabs her back, and then she immediately freaks out and takes out an EpiPen, something that looks like an EpiPen. So, but then he steals it and he ejects himself or like kills her well, before he, he she breaks can her do neck it. again. There you go. More neck he's breaking. a neck breaker, and then injects himself with the EpiPen, and so that was clearly the antidote to the poison. Because though, really, I don't think that's how antidotes work. 
or I mean, breaking I know necks. When... It is how they work in in spy movies. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, you got a poison, get the antidote, and in Shakespeare, you just cancel out. But no, that's really not how poison antidotes work. It doesn't just immediately make you better. Maybe it's it makes you better like... because you're going fast on the bullet train, <laughs> so it makes your blood go faster. <laughs> You metabolize things differently on the bullet train. Technically, your blood <laughs> is traveling faster. That is true. About 200 miles an hour faster. <laughs> that's, that's intense. <laughs> so, neat momentum question. If you fart on the bullet train, <laughs> does the fart also travel? Yes. Yes, so definitely. So, it, it, it could like... It's like when you fart in an elevator, but sideways going faster. <laughs> <laughs> The fart doesn't rise up past your face. But, like, if the train stops, the fart keeps moving, right? No. So, if you... Why not? Like, the the fart is moving at 200 miles per hour. Everything in the train slows down with the train. What if the train is covered in screen No, that's like when a car crashes. Like, you keep moving even though the car stops. Because you're moving... So, I guess it does a little bit. But for the most part, everything... So, your fart could hit the person ahead of you. (laughs) Is where I'm going for. Like if the train is a <laughs> train's pulling in anyway, but it could it could it could propel into people. <laughs> what like if you took a no. shit? Percussive farts, <laughs> concussive farts. <laughs> no, at the at the rate they were going through assassins in this book, there was going to be someone whose weapon was percussive farts. <laughs> like there was the needle got girl. There's the. Fruit the guys, breaker. there's the a fruit. neck breaker. They were like fucking Pokemon. There was just, everyone had like one thing they did. One guy just was into trains. And never once mentioned the irony of being on a train himself the whole time. He was unable to, un- you know, understand that. Yeah. Uh, but they, we did, there was this, uh, when they were looking for the bag, the, the fruits, um, they uh, had such startling dialogue as they, they were like trying to, See who took it, and the the uh, tangerine is the smarter one. He's going after Nanao because they've deduced that it's probably him that took it. And Nanao, through a series of elaborate umbrella traps and uh, cross-dressing dudes in a bathroom, gets behind him and goes back. And he escapes, and he comes back. He's like, "What happened? Where'd he go?" He's like, "He must have gotten past me." And the other guy says, "But I didn't see anyone go by." He's like, "Maybe you were holding a long blink." No way. When I was a little kid, I won the school-wide staring contest. Glad I didn't go to your school. Wait, this, who says that? That's now? Lemon and Tangerine talking to each other about missing the There's an the awful lot of by. shit about when they were a kid and how that influenced them at this moment. And that's retarded, but not as stupid as Nanao's story of how he didn't get a scholarship Oh right! Because somebody sneezed on him. <laughs> they sneezed on his. They sneezed on his test, and he tried to wipe away the big booger, but it ended up just smearing all of his answers. So he it never got into college. <laughs> just couldn't go to college, how? so he went into being an assassin instead. Assassinry. <laughs> That's the next next logical move. And he and he is uh, like just prodigiously unlucky. He keeps like falling over and breaking necks or dropping his phone when he's supposed to get off a train and he can't find his phone, get off the train. Doy. He constantly zippers up too fast and catches a little bit of scrotum. It's just every single it, time. It, <laughs> he only if it's not scrotum, it's full on penis. It's really it's bad. 
he wipes back to front every time, even though he plans to do the opposite. <laughs> he's just visible. You could see the the irritation like traveling across his scrot. <laughs> the the rash that's developing. When you wipe back to front on a bullet train, (laughs) (laughs) is it faster? (laughs) Technically, yes. Does it depend on which direction the train is facing? Okay, all of this has to do with your reference frame. (laughs) What if the reference frame is in reference to everything outside the train? Then yes, it is definitely faster. And everything outside your butthole. Oh now it's outside the train that matters. If you're still <laughs> inside the train, then everything is the same. What if your ass is hanging out the window? <laughs> <laughs> you're still technically, your frame of reference is still the train in that case. <laughs> I hate this book. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> A bunch of more stupid things happen. One of which we'll just jump to where the prince kills Lemon, just shoots him in the head. In, well, it, no, it's in because the bathroom. He, he, it's because uh, Lemon shoots Kimura because he has figured out that the Kimura and the prince, who is using him like a marionette master, uh, is they really he realizes they're bad. He doesn't know which is the bat, the the boss, and he says, "All right, I'm just gonna shoot one of you." He shoots Kimura who doesn't die right away, and throw him in the bathroom, and he's about to shoot Lemon. when s- He's about to shoot the prince when suddenly the sleeping potion that now put in his drink four chapters earlier takes effect while he's midway of pulling a trigger, and he falls asleep, because that's how Tylenol PM works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so and glad so the kid this. then drags him into the bathroom and shoots him in the head. Uh, while he's asleep, and he goes, "Oh, Thomas, the tank engine," and dies. Not really, though. Thankfully, no. He says, "Like the key is in a locker at the thing," which doesn't make any difference. So then, because they never get to that part, no. And at that point, Lemon is dead, and then Prince goes, and then okay, uh, Kimura has been shot, but he doesn't actually die. There, the two, uh, it, the two of them are in the bathroom. Bleeding on, bleeding and pooping on each other. And there's also the dead body of the lady is in there, and the dead body oh, of the God, wolf she the is somewhere else. They're they're both in the. They're <laughs> like two or three bodies, bodies <laughs> in that bathroom. <laughs> and then after a while, uh, they and they talk to the teacher dude. He's like a teacher at the exam prep school, and they talk to him a bunch of times about what's he, evil and what isn't, or something. And he turns out to not be. An assassin, we think, or at least it's not revealed exactly. And then Tangerine shows up, and he figures out that Prince is a sociopath because Lemon, when he was dying or like passing out, put the train Thomas the Tank Engine character sticker of the liar train on the kid. <laughs> you, so he figured no, out he gave you're a you liar. this one, the lying train, the one the, nobody trusts. The diesel engine. <laughs> well, they had had a whole conversation earlier in the book, like, oh, if someone kills me, I'm going to try to leave a clue. And, and his the, clue the, was a fucking Thomas the Tank Engine sticker because he keeps a sticker book on him at all times because he's also a, in the Lisa Frank Club 
of Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> but they were arguing about the clues. And it's like, oh, I would just leave a clue, you know, I would tell the guy who killed me to go, you know, check out. I'd leave my money over here. There's some stupid shit. And he was like, that's the dumbest clue I've ever heard. He's like, oh, Hold yeah, my I'll, beer. I'll, I'll do myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, honestly, it works. <laughs> He's like, wait, I've heard that fucking idiot talk about trains for four years now. I know that's the dickhead train. So he's going to shoot the kid and then now breaks his neck, too. So one thing that we didn't and now mention, breaks which one's neck? Uh, tangerine. Oh, no. So one one out in real time, Michael. One other I'm thing that happened <laughs> before uh, that we didn't mention is that the prince tells Kimura to call his parents and say... Oh, uh, I'm being helped. Something terrible has happened. I'm being kidnapped. No, he says something bad, but his father doesn't believe him. And that says something terrible is going to happen to the son. What's the son's called again? Wataru. And then, but the father doesn't believe him. But then after Kimura's been shot and Prince thinks he's dead, Prince then calls the father back. Again, this is the grandfather of the little kid. And um, says, yep, you should have believed him because he's actually gone. Ha, ha, ha. And so then the grandfather, he had a name. I just do not remember. Shigeru. Decide, called the hospital, and the hospital said, no, the kid's still okay, but I'll still look. But then the father and his wife are like, you know what? Something fishy is going on, it's going on here. We haven't been... We jerk off onto it. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been assassins for 30 years, but I think we got to go do it again so you find out that they're actually underworld assassins and things. Oh, because they had been working... There's a part earlier where the guy's like, oh, my parents had always worked as, like, stock boys in a supermarket, and they brought great shame, and I was so embarrassed of them. And then he says, what have you been doing, son? I couldn't tell you, Dad. You wouldn't handle it. Bum, bum, bum. He was stocking corpses, clearly, for those 30 years. And now he's getting his pension from the Assassin's Local 26. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually a thing in Discworld, is that the Assassin's Guild really is a union. <laughs> well, you know, you've you got to have standards. And so eventually at one stop, they get on the train and then they find, they, they, they don't find uh, Kimura right away, but they do find the prince. There, because there's only like six people on the train because it has been explained to this point that the mob boss bought all the tickets so his kid would be safe. Didn't work. But no, not at all. Yeah. The only people Except on the train are There's assassins. also the intrigue that maybe the mob boss actually wanted his son to be killed because he actually thinks the son is an idiot. And he's rather his new daughter with his mistress actually inherits his mob his boss mob empire. Money. Or and that he might have also hired Nanao to steal the bag from the two guys he hired to save his son. And they're like, why would he do that? Like, so he won't have to pay them because he's cheap. I don't know. But it turns out that's not exactly the case. So then um, the parents get on, and they sit down, and they're, they're, these are the grandparents. They, they're talking to the prince, but they also have a gun, and they're like, you fucking asshole, I know you did something. And it, the prince's phone rings, 
and he's like, oh, I think I should, I think you want me to get this. And they're like, no, put it down. Don't do that. And so he doesn't pick up the phone and then it rings 10 times. And then uh, the prince waits five minutes and says, well, your grandson's probably dead now. And it's your fault because it's your fault because you didn't let me answer the phone. And it's like, oh no, except that turns out the grandparents who are really the deus ex machina of the whole book they just come in and solve all the problems um they actually they realized something was fishy so they got their assassin friend who's also like the go-between between the other thing to watch the hospital and make sure nothing happens to the kid and he's there and he and he actually stops the assassin with muddy shoes from actually killing the kid because they call their friend morning glory also known as the pusher, whose superpower is pushing people in front of tra- cars. <laughs> yeah, I pushed the guy in front of the car, so he's dead. <laughs> so this is another assassin. He just wasn't... This is an 11th assassin. He just wasn't on the train. Yeah. He's just yeah. somewhere else. Does, does he say, like, what's the story? And he pushes people in front of the train. Is that, is that how <laughs> he got like, his what? name? What? <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a... Because there was a ca- in the, the chapter headings... Like chapter seventeen, fruit, and then <laughs> fruit, and then it'll show the the train and the eleven cars or whatever it is, and they're highlighted which trains that the story that chapter takes place on, and then there's a chapter like Morning Glory and it's not on the train. This is weird. They introduce Morning Glory at some point, but also the most interesting sentence in the book happens while they're talking to the kid, the adult, the grandparents talking to the kid. At one point, Mister Suzuki, the exam guy who might be assassin, might not be comes over, and the kid asks him, like, why is it wrong to kill people? And the guy just like, what would you do if I peed on you? <laughs> you're like, whoa, where is this going? And then he just moves on. He's just, like, examples of, like, it comes, it comes a rant on, like, society breaks down if there's no rules, and the state requires that we don't kill each other so we can get the economy to function. And I was like, I was really hoping he would go keep going with the peeing on the kid thing, <laughs> just because it would be an odd change for this book. <laughs> But that's all that happens. He doesn't actually pee on the kid. Fantasy destroyed. They don't say he doesn't pee on the kid, I guess. But he could have peed on many other kids. It helps <laughs> you make you feel better. So the grandparents then like Okay, this is where text messages would have made this all a lot easier because then as uh, after the prince tells the grandparents, Oh, your son your grandson is dead and because you should have let me answer the phone, ha ha ha. They, there's like a little like newsreel thing on a screen that gets updated wirelessly, almost like a text message that says, Wataru is okay, and it repeats it five times. We got him because through their underworld contacts with someone at the train company, they're <laughs> able to like change the like the news ticker to like say that. Like, why don't you just text him? And so then the grandparents are like, you know what, you little shit? We're going to fucking murder you now, because that's what we do. Slowly. Uh, oh, yeah. Actually, before that happened, they stop at one of the stops, and they, like, the tangerine... No, yeah. Lemon's dead already. Tangerine has to, like, get the other... Get the prince to pretend to be the sun, so that they can pretend oh, yeah, that he's Nanao to pretend to be the sun. Gets, gets Nanao to be the sun? Yeah, because they, they don't know what he looks like, even though they're the boss's henchmen. Right, and so and and then they just take so they t- go out into the train's train platform, pretending we're n- pretending to be Nanao is the 
mob boss's son, which is actually dead, and they bring just a random suitcase out onto the train platform. And they're like, oh, and the henchmen are like, that doesn't look like him. Oh, well, we disguised him. Okay, open the case. We don't know the combo. Well, try something. So then he tries it, and the one time he's ever been lucky in his life is when he's able to open up this random person's luggage with rent, pick the random combo. And instead of money, it's all women's underwear, which spills out onto the uh, thing. And then they're like, oh, sorry. Uh, I guess this was the wrong case. And then they just get back on the train. And then he breaks Tangerine's neck. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah. And then, Tangerine but then the, I think the, I think the, one of the dumbest things in a book full of dumb things happens at this point when they're talking to the old guy Nanao doesn't understand that the kid is a sociopath and evil because he's also dumb. And he tries to, like, defend the kid from the old people because uh, the kid has got the gun in a bag. But the gun is the rigged gun that will explode if he pushes it, if he pulls the trigger. Oh, yeah. And the prince is just like, it's funny what will happen. Let's see what he does. And he goes for it, and he reaches in, and a snake bites his arm. <laughs> like, there was a snake on the train, not on a plane. <laughs> and the snake bites him and you think oh it was the poisoner lady she brought a snake too of course but then like two pages later it's a constrictor snake on his arm and like well why yeah, would you it wasn't bring a, that it wasn't a poisonous snake <laughs> like you would someone's think, gonna lose a finger or a wrist you'd think an assassin that kills with poison would bring a poisonous snake but it wasn't maybe, maybe someone else brought the snake <laughs> yeah that's I thought it was the I thought it was the hornet lady. It, you would think it would be, but it was a, a tiny constrictor snake that just wrapped around his forearm, so he whacked it in the head and it fell off. It's like, well, that was an ineffective weapon. Yeah, he just he just literally bangs the, the snake's head on a couple times, and then just, <laughs> oop, okay, that was it. Yeah. Okay, so well, then the very they, end, then it's done. Mostly. Well, it's done, so they get off, so finally they get to the last stop. The grandparents take per, the prince and the basically like we're going to murder you and there's like oh there was a you could hear a gun something that sounded like a gunshot but you don't know specifically that it was the prince dying and then also the mob boss is there at the last stop to see what's happening but then he gets murdered also he just his heart explodes through because, magic but it was actually the also the hornet but the hornet is actually magic. two people because it was the train conductor. He was the other assassin. He was the last assassin. Unless it was Mr. Suzuki. Where the food the foodie? Kind of not sure. Yeah. And then, the guy who pees on kids. Uh, and then sort of you flash forward to two months later with Kimura. Nanao. Is Nanao? Oh, yeah. Nanao and Maria are talking, and they see... They're like, he, he's just like uh, at the grocery store and... They're talking about, oh, yeah, it looks like we wrapped up all those final details in this book. And then there were some other stupid things. And then and it was, they, they then describe it was how the old couple shot all of the mob boss henchmen, didn't kill any of them, shot all of them in both legs and both shoulders. It's a very good aim. <laughs> and that the they're like, oh, nobody knows what happened to that kid. I mean, the prince, although the, the grandson, he's actually doing fine. He's actually woke up he was better he got over his building allergy and then that was it basically and it was a really stupid book yeah it was dumb i hated almost every minute of it except for the part where you threatened to pee on that kid it could have been much better if it was more like a 
a comedy, like a like a farce. Like, Dude, I could not tell if it was a comedy or not. I I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be a comedy. I th- I almost thought he attempts. was trying to be funny. It just wasn't working. But maybe I, he just I, wasn't trying that hard. I felt it was going for like a Guy Ritchie vibe. You know, like I uh, could see that. But like, the Guy Ritchie vibe is like kind of comedy. Gangsters, but like, these but guys are all funny. so cool. But none of these people were cool. There's a guy who constantly quotes Thomas the Tank Engine. But that could have been in a weird way, like the weird, you know, weird character. You know, like this is he's a weird guy, and that's what he that's his thing. Yeah. You know, I, you I can know, see the guy Richard. I vibe. see your bullet tooth Tony, and I raise you Thomas the Tank Engine Lemon. <laughs> Whatever the fuck his name is. But it it is um it it was meant I think it was trying to be funny. It was trying to be kind of cool hip and fast and whatever but it's it could just be like a, whole, a translation thing also it just it felt could clunky i did sure not like the great. translation or more like i did not like what i read but <laughs> i did not like the book i don't want to blame the translator <laughs> I, I don't want to blame the translator i'm They're sure that didn't help but it couldn't have been it couldn't have been that good no okay so i can't be the only one who thought this though that it was a whole you know train murder mystery kind of thing that this should have been titled Murder on the Oriental Express. <laughs> right? Could have been, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, it just, it just, it felt like Murder on the Oriental Express. <laughs> Except everybody is the bad guy. Well, that is the Murder on the Oriental Express. They all did it. Oh, yeah. But then they all die also. It's, it's been updated. Every time someone in this one died, it would be like, thank God there's one less character I have to worry about. I hope this book ends soon. <laughs> I was also wondering, does China really... I mean, not China, fuck it. Japan, does that... Japan really have that many assassins? Does China really have that big of an underworld? Does I say China again? Yeah, you did. Jesus, does, hey, somebody's such a fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> Does Japan really have that big of an underworld that they need that that they have there are like that many you know master assassins in the country? And would they all be named such corny shit like the Hornet, the Pusher, <laughs> the Pusher? I mean, it's very straightforward. Better than car yeah, guy he pushes them straight and forward. <laughs> If you push someone into a car on a bullet train, <laughs> that would be very painful. <laughs> but what's going faster, Nate? Because <laughs> like, what if you push them forward and towards the train? What if you're pushing someone on a bullet train towards a black hole? <laughs> <laughs> could you push them into the past? <laughs> you could not. Because you there need was to like be going a, faster than the speed of light to do that. I'm trying to think of what I, I think it was what a Doctor Who episode trains? where they're they're on a they're on a spaceship where the front of the ship is closer to the black hole, so the front of the ship is going through time faster than the back of the ship. Okay, you can go through time in at different rates, although okay, technically you'd be going slower if you're closer to the black hole. Anyway, it was maybe the other way around then, yeah. But, but it, it wouldn't be much. Shit. You, you would, that would not be something you would notice. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like since a whole book on like how physics works on a bullet train is like mostly the same. 
But it's more fun. No, it's entirely <laughs> the same. <laughs> M- mostly the same. Entirely the same. <laughs> so I guess I can see how this might make an entertaining action movie, I guess. But there were just a lot of characters, and they're all assassins. It would have made a much better movie if Leslie Nielsen was still alive. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Naked I can't Bullet see Train. Yeah, I can't see this being taken seriously. You see, does Brad Pitt do like he was comedy? In, he was in Snatch. Was yeah, he it? does. And he was in Burn After Reading. He's he's a good comedy actor. It's just oh. I just don't think that it's going to be a comedy. I mean, I mean, in Snatch, his character was utterly ridiculous. Yeah, but that's not quite the same. But well, in this one, he's uh, the drunk guy wearing a fisherman's hat the whole time. But I. I I mean, if it turns to be like a goofy comedy, I could say, okay, I get it now. But I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised as the route they go with it. The character of the prince is just, I mean, everybody's very one-dimensional. But the prince is just like, I just feel like being evil. And so i just going to murder people at age it's, 14. It's like the, yeah, it's like the pop psychology version of sociopathy, which is like, in truth... The vast majority of sociopaths, psychopaths are just kind of dicks because they don't yeah. really get stuff. They don't. They don't murder because they, they CEOs. It's fun. Yeah, they become CEOs. <laughs> this book oh, is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we really don't want to talk about it. There's nothing else to fucking talk about. This book sucks. It's not uh-huh. a one star, but uh, it's it, it's not any higher than two. <laughs> All right, who should read it? No one should ever read this, unless you love trains. <laughs> unless you fucking unless you fucking get off on trains, then there's no reason to read this. And even then, I would say don't bother. There's not much train involved. If you read a book on a bullet train, do you read it faster? <laughs> <laughs> Nate, you're the expert. <laughs> no. Technically, you're by frame of reference. If your reference is, if your reference frame is outside the train, then yeah, you're reading it faster. And actually, this book doesn't have a frame. What? What, This book actually doesn't have a frame. God damn it! Or references. I couldn't even be bothered to read the second half of the book. This book was like fucking just. For a book uh, about trains, it went by real slow. <laughs> it's like it was like I was reading fentanyl. I would just <laughs> you're reading the warning label on fentanyl, and then and then eating the whole. Is it a bag? How do you how do you acquire fentanyl? It's, it comes in like it's like a candy dots. You know, it comes on the paper. Is that how they come? In? It's not like no, you don't get no it fucking in like idea. A, like a pouch, I don't think like any a medication like a, comes on paper, like candy like dots. IV. I would imagine that's how they do most of it. But I just instantly would fall asleep every time. Like, oh, it's the fucking fruit guys talking. <laughs> and then it would be morning. I just could not handle reading this book. It was so boring. And then Which is not I good s- for an action thriller. <laughs> it's not a good sign. And anytime I stayed awake long enough to read a little bit at a time, I was like, man, this is stupid. And there were just these long sections of flashback. Like, why the fuck do you have that on an action thriller? Of a and drunk then, man battling 14-year-olds in the <laughs> woods. 
And then they try to hold him so they can beat him up. And he just punches them all in the face until he breaks their fingers. And if it wasn't those things, it'd be long, you know, like soliloquies about what is the nature of of right and wrong from the perspective of a 14-year-old sociopath. (laughs) I don't need to see that. I had a lot of extra time this week. And so I was like, I'm going to... I'm going to finish this. I'm going to finish like three books this week because I'm totally behind on my Goodreads thing. And I didn't because this book was so fucking boring that I started to be like, I'm going to do anything. I'm going to do anything else. I'm going to hit myself in the face with a hammer over and over again. I'm just going to confirm how many fingers I could fit in my asshole. (laughs) Just check again. See if I've grown. Yeah, this book sucks. Nate, you can't pick books anymore. This This is bad. I don't know how it could have been this so bad. How was it this bad? My bigger question is how did the movie? Like, many reviews have been positive. So They're what stupid. did we miss, or what did they? How, how were they? There stupid? was one review I agree with, which is one star says, "I can't take this seriously. This fucking idiot keeps talking about Thomas the Tank Engine. I can't do it." I mean that's legit, but I'll, like the NPR review is like, "Oh, it's a fun breezy book." I was like, "This is this is not." Fast like the bullet train. This is slow like the bullet to my brain. <laughs> like just <laughs> how much processing is happening. It's yeah. terrible. It wasn't fun. And thrillers, I don't have a high standard for them. They're not high art. That's fine. They can be dumb, but I can still enjoy them. I didn't enjoy this at all. Silence at of the Lambs point. is a thriller. I mean, it's not the kind of action thriller like this, but it is a way better book than this is. Yeah, we've read like, you know, dumb beach reads and crime thrillers and murder mysteries that aren't, you know, no one's not going to win any awards, but they're fun and they're enjoyable and they're schlock and it's great. This couldn't even rise to that level. Dan Brown is a thriller writer and he's fucking great at it. You read that he book. He reads one book, writes one book over and over, and they're all totally. perfectly enjoyable. And, and that's you read it, and every chapter is 98 seconds long, <laughs> and you get to the end of the chapter, and you're like, holy shit, what now? And, and then you there's fucking, a cliffhanger at the end of the and, chapter. And this book tried to do that, but in the middle of every chapter, it'd be like, hey, did I ever tell you about that time I took a shit in my pants? <laughs> <laughs> what did you talk about that for a while and then we get the and i lost the suitcase Huh? new chapter like, wait what, what am i supposed to take from that the new chapter and then they start oh it's okay it's back to that guy and he's talking about whatever and then in the middle of the chapter hey remember that time my mom touched me it was definitely not cool what what's happening here and then oh fuck my gun is missing new chapter like it just had and all also by the end they don't explain half the shit they were supposed to make sense of. And like, they never the two understand like grandparents why? come in and basically solve everything. They're just like had nothing yeah. to do with the book until the last until the last 10 10% of the book <laughs> and then they and then they come in and like, "Oh, we just have everything covered." Maybe the book is an elaborate commentary on Japan's uh relationship with its aging, you know, geriatric population as it fails to reproduce a younger population because of falling birth rates. That's some Ishiguro and, shit. And the uh, 
It's the train version of Never Let Me Go. And then the what train. they need to do... But he was, he's, a, he's a British guy. He's, he's Japanese. But I'm saying like that level of like a con- yeah, allegory, it's where it's allegory. like, clearly this is about the class differences. Like, what? If you say so, man, okay. No, I th- maybe that's it. Maybe I'll give him the credit for that. This is about the way Japan needs to look to its elders for solutions and not just to robots and bukkake to solve its problems in the future. And he keeps pushing them towards the future. Which is just a dead squid covered in shit. So no one should read it. Nate, you don't get to pick books anymore. Very rarely does this whole uh, book they're turning into a movie thing work out for us. (laughs) Yet we do it every time. (laughs) I was just listening today to the Redeeming Love episode finally. I was like, man, what happened to that? Nothing. <laughs> Had a lot of downloads. <laughs> Has a lot of downloads. It's done People well. People like it when we make fun of his trash books. Maybe they'll like this too. I didn't like reading it though. I'll tell you what, it motivated it was me. Long. Nate. I've been looking for a punishment book. I know it's early in the year. I found something really horrific. And I didn't want to read it. I was like, this is this is this is bad for me. <laughs> but it'll be worse for Nate. <laughs> he won't be prepared. I had an idea. Then it turned out there isn't a book of this. I was hoping there was... <laughs> what? You just had an idea? No. that. <laughs> so, I, I don't remember how it came up. I think it's just a reference on something. So, basically, I was hoping um, Lorena Bobbitt had written an, a biography or something like that. <laughs> had written the account. Turns out she has Don't cut not. me off. The John, Bob, John Wayne Bobbitt story. <laughs> I don't believe either of them wrote a book. He made a porno, though. Well, it's not a book. Okay. Franken, it must be a novel. I, mean, I really <laughs> did work to see this week. Oh, this would be a perfect punishment book, but it doesn't It doesn't exist. So I'll have Marina to come back to, just talking about, back to the drawing board. I've got one that I heard about that I'm... It's currently, it's currently my number one choice. I just don't know how bad it actually is. And I don't want to read any of it to find out how bad it is. It's just like it's it's a genre I did not know existed. All right, I'm, I'm just glad we're not we're not think we haven't stumbled onto the same path. My thing no, is not. No, that. these are all very different. I'm sure, but, I'm, I'm but they're fucking... not as punishing as this book could have been. I guess. Except, it, would you have picked this if you had not no, read it's it not, before? It's not bad you just enough. heard the title. No, it's not <laughs> bad enough to be a punishment book. Bullet, like oh, Bullet Train. This must be the sequel to Money Train. <laughs> That's what I would have thought. Starring Wesley Snipes and like uh, Woody Harrelson. The novelization of Under Siege 2, Dark Territory. <laughs> it's on a train. That's the one they shoot in the, the spaceship thing? That is the one with the satellite that causes earthquakes that they shoot down a plane with a sky earthquake. <laughs> and Eric Bogosian <laughs> is the villain. Oh, boy. All right, so this is a big piece of shit. And no one should ever read it. It smells like a bunch of dead bodies in a toilet in a train. <laughs> a train blumpkin. <laughs> if you get a blumpkin on a train, is it faster? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you've listened this long, why not uh, head over to our Patreon and uh, help us out there at patreon.com slash Drunk Guys Book Club or just leave us a review. 
one for each time there's an assassin on this book divided by half <laughs> uh five it's, stars i don't know what i'm talking about and you can also join us on goodreads <laughs> if you join goodreads on a bullet train do you join it faster <laughs> best reads <laughs> gooder reads and check out the hopped up network a network of independent beer podcasters and thanks for listening faster <laughs>